Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mom Biz Solutions Show. I'm your host, Mara Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach and co-author of Mom's Mean Business. Uh, today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash mombizcoach. So, hey, thanks for joining me today. It is snowing like crazy outside my window on this winter Wednesday morning. And I'm excited to chat with you because in contrast to the lovely, haha, you know, I'm snarky here, lovely snowy winter <laughs> that's happening, which this Georgia girl does not love, um, I'm very excited that this weekend I get to travel to Las Vegas and stay at the Trump Hotel and be in 70 degrees and sunshine land for a weekend. I'm going to be speaking at a private leadership retreat for a friend of mine who runs her own company that has been incredibly successful for the last 10 years or so. And they're bringing all their top leaders <clears throat> in for this retreat. And they've invited me to do a keynote talk as well as a workshop. And I thought it would be fun to share with you guys today um, a little bit from my talk and just kind of give me the chance to try it out a little bit and give me the chance to share with you some of the stuff that I do as a speaker. So if you're thinking that you're going to some sort of conference or that you're organizing something for your organization, I'd love for you to consider me as a speaker there. And I'll just give you a little bit of the idea behind the talk I'm going to be giving because I'm really fired up about this. It fits so well with everything that I've been focused on lately in my own life, which I've really, you know, got to say it's, it's awesome when my own life reflects so much about what I'm doing in the book and what I'm doing as a coach with you guys. But um, anyway, I think it's going to work really well for the leadership team at the retreat. So the topic is called Own Your Path. And like I said, I'll be doing a, a keynote, like kickoff speech on Friday afternoon and then Saturday morning, I'm going to do a two-hour interactive workshop where we take the ideas that we cover in the Own Your Path talk, and then we work out a bit of an action plan for each of the leaders to make sure that they actually can put this into, into play. So it's really great to have the opportunity to work with them a couple of different times over the weekend. So here's what I'm going to talk about. When we talk about, you know, owning your path, it takes a little bit like those sound like good words, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with those words, but I want to dig in a little bit and tell you what it means to me and how I use it with my clients. So let me set the stage first. You know, my story, which you've probably heard before, um, but I'll give it to you in case I haven't done it in a while, which I don't think I have here on the podcast. My story about me, I started out as an English major in high school and college, 
And after about a year in college, I decided to add on Spanish because I found out that I could take a trip to Spain <laughs> with the, the college class. We had a college professor that took second year Spanish students out there. And so I signed up and added on Spanish because I'd taken a bit of Spanish in high school and I, I was good at it. And um, so I graduated with an English major and a Spanish major. I was a double major. And after that, or, or kind of at the same time, I started working at IBM and that was in Atlanta. And I really enjoyed working at IBM. It allowed me, when I first started working with IBM, I was a co-op student, which meant that I worked one quarter and then I went back to school for a quarter and then back and forth and back and forth, which was nice because I was funding my way through college, paying my own way. And it was nice to work hard and make money uh, one quarter and then turn around and give it all to the University of Georgia or Georgia State University, wherever I was at that point. Um, but that was such a great experience. I learned so much from IBM. What I did when I was at IBM was PR and then communications. And so that was kind of a, a little bit of a stretch, but not that much from my major. It wasn't a stretch from my experience because I had had a background in journalism. In fact, I started out as a journalism student, but switched over to English. And, um, you know, so PR and communications was kind of right up my alley and just really stretched me. I grew a lot when I worked at IBM. Then I went uh, to, I went on to, you know, keep working at IBM for a while in, in public relations. And then I left to go to graduate school and I got a master's in comparative literature. Now I thought I was going to get a PhD. This was my plan, right? When I was 20 something and that I was going to be a professor. But I quit with my master's degree because I needed to come back and get married to the guy I had been dating for a long time and who was 3,000 miles away from me at that point. And so I did. I came back. I got married. I went back to IBM and I switched to sales. So do you hear this path? I just We're talking about paths today. So I want to keep you focused on why I'm talking about paths. I've gone from you know journalism, English major, Spanish major. Uh, PR, um, communications, comparative literature, you get the idea. And now sales. And then thought I would do that forever, but decided that we wanted to start a family. So my husband and I decided I'd quit and stay home and start the kids, you know, start having a family and raising our kids. And I was doing that for about a year before I decided that I needed to change again and that I needed to do something outside of motherhood. And that led me to coaching. So guys, you know, if I look, if I look back on it, you know, at the time, each thing I've just described there might sound a bit of a crooked path, right? It might sound like I changed my mind several times, but actually looking backwards, I want to tell you that that path appears much straighter than I initially thought. And I want to explain to you a little bit about how my, my path has really and on my past and how it all adds up has really given me such confidence in going forward and really helped me to, to stand in a place where I do own my path now, where I'm very clear that the decisions I make, even if they don't look like the next obvious thing, are actually really quite continuous and quite progressive because of the confidence I have in my vision. And so I wanted to share with you a little bit about that. I, I've identified 10 elements that I believe go into helping each of us mom entrepreneurs own our path. And the first one I just mentioned, the first one is vision. 
you know, you've got to focus on what you want. And you don't get to focus on how you're going to do it. You don't focus on what you don't want to do. You know, I've had clients where they'll tell me, well, I, you know, I, I just don't want to be around negative people anymore. I just, I keep getting more negative people in my night life and I really need to switch to that. Well, you got to be careful because here's how vision works. Whatever you focus on, you get more of it. And so if you say, I don't want something, that's not the same as saying, I want something. So a client of mine was telling me she kept getting more negative people in her life. And it's because it's, I swear to you, it's the mindset she had of continuing to focus on not wanting that. She was still focused on negative people, okay? When she shifted her mindset and said, I want to be surrounded by positive people that inspire the heck out of me, that changed everything, guys. So your vision is so critical to helping you own your path and set that course. The second most important thing, the second element, is your why, okay? The motivation and the inspiration that comes from within you. Things are going to get tough. Things are going to get messy. You're going to get confused. You're going to get distracted. You're going to have lots of bright, shiny objects drop in your lap. (laughs) And, you know, it's going to be hard for you to remember how to keep going on the path you've chosen. And one of the best ways to do that is to stay focused on your why. This element is critical to helping me remember the path that I'm on. And it's something that I challenge you to keep front and center. If you have to do it on a sticky note, if you have to save it as a a screensaver on your computer or your phone, do it. Get that why right out in front. And it will be such a great tool in helping you make decisions so you can continue to own your path and continue on it and feel that progress that comes with it. Element number three is your culture. Who you are and how you've always done things and your habits and your mindset around that is absolutely a critical force in determining how able you are to choose and own your path. If you find yourself saying things like, well, this is how we always do it, or I do it this way, or I've always done it this way, those are cues that you might be hanging on to some things that are limiting some, op- some options and possibilities for you. There's nothing wrong with the way you've done before. I'm just saying that once you open up and you allow that there are some different possibilities, you just multiply the factors. <laughs> it's an exponent, okay, that multiplies all the factors out there that says you can accomplish the things you want to do. If you allow yourself to let go of some habits and some ways of being, even if they're good ones, you're just opening yourself up to more possibilities. That's where we start. And that leads me to number four, possibilities. You know, rather than saying this is how things are always done or how I've always done it, how about opening yourself up to those possibilities? What's your relationship to the word possibility? I want you to practice building some muscle around letting possibilities be a huge part of your life, thinking about what could be. And just practice saying, you know, this is what I, this is what I believe. This is possible. Okay. And you are expanding your horizons exponentially. Element number five is experience. Now the experience is just a little bit different from your culture because experience just uses the skills and the knowledge and the expertise that you've gained 
with a mindset that says, how can I use this experience going forward? Okay. When you look at the path that you're trying to create and you truly want to own it, you want to be the person in the driver's seat making the decisions and really clear that you're in charge and responsible for how your life turns out. The way you see your experience, the way you shift out of the culture of this is how we always do it and this is my habit versus this is what I can use going forward is going to be a huge shift for you. Okay. How can you use those best strengths, skills, and style that you've had in the past? What have you learned? What skills can you apply now for what is next for those possibilities that you're opening up for yourself? Okay. Number six, after you think about all the possibilities that are available, after you look at how you can apply those experiences to your path, what comes in number six is commitments. This is the place where you say, so it will be done because it matters to me, not to anybody else, to me. This is your chance to put a stake in the ground. This is the owning part <laughs> of own your path, okay? Nothing's really going to matter if you don't get that commitment in the ground, all right? Number seven, element number seven is practice, Okay, because the minute you make a, a commitment, some of you perfectionists, and I'm working with a client right now who is really realizing how much of a perfectionist she is, so much so to the fact that sometimes she doesn't even want to make a commitment, not doing it. Well, we've got to practice, guys. We've got to be willing to stink at something for a long time and let go of the ego that hates stinking at things. So keep practicing. I got to hurry up. I'm running out of time here. So element number eight is support, giving it and receiving it. So critical to helping you own your path. Number nine is action. You've got to put one foot in front of the other. Small baby steps are just as good as ginormous big ones. So take the small ones. Number 10 is accountability. You need those external drivers to keep you on track, like a coach, an accountability buddy, or even just, you know, at very least putting things in your calendar and making sure you see it every day and you check in with yourself. Guys, one final thought, the big bonus, the big kahuna, the last element in owning your path is choice. This is all about your choice. It's at the heart of everything. When you realize that no one is making you do this, that this path is your choice, there is a freedom in it that cannot be taken away because it is not something that is being given to you. So that's what I seriously hope that you get inspired to own your path, that 2015 is the year that you make it great for yourself. All right, until next time, that is it for me today. Wish me luck in Las Vegas and send me a tweet or an email. Twitter is mombizcoach and email is Lara at mombizcoach.com. Until next week, guys, take care.